Hello and welcome to another edition of Play Me or Fade Me. And thank you for joining us as always. Onions, yes, we've got a winner. Oh boy, this has been fun. No NBA action today. It's the All-Star break. So we'll be back here in about, uh, what, five, six days. And we'll have some prop bets again. But this podcast today is just to celebrate success. And thank all of you for listening to this show uh, 11 consecutive winning days for me here on the NBA Prop Bet Podcast after going 5-2 and two on Thursday. Let's recap the winning card for you. My absolute best bet, I missed on. I had Scoot Henderson under the 12.5. He scored 15 to beat me. My unders go 2-1. and one. I cash in Malik Beasley under the 11.5. That one got a little dicey. I thought it was on cruise control the entire game. He had three points entering the final minute. Then he hits back-to-back triples. So all of a sudden, he's sitting on nine, 27 seconds to go in the basketball game. After thinking it was an easy winner the entire time, I'm a three-pointer away from losing the wager. Lucky for me, he doesn't get a shot off in the final 30 seconds, and I get to cash the ticket at the under 11 and a half. I had Keontae George under the 13 and a half, and you talk about a swing and a miss. Oh, boy, he ripped the Band-Aid off in a hurry. He ran it up and left no doubt. He scored 33 points, and I lose the under 13 and a half. On the flip side, I had DeAndre Aiden under the 14 and a half. I felt like he was going to have a negative regression after the big game against the T-Wolves on Tuesday. I had to pay a hefty price, but sometimes the juice is worth the squeeze. Aiden scores just two points, and I cash that ticket with ease. My overs run the table. They go 3-0. and All of my players had a good first quarter. That always makes things a whole lot easier to cash. I had Mike Conley over the nine and a half. I think he scored nine in the first quarter. He only scores one more bucket the rest of the way, but that's all I needed. He finishes with 12, and I cashed the ticket. I had Andrew Wiggins over the 12 and a half. He scored like 11 in the first quarter. He ends up scoring 19 for the game, and I get to cash that ticket. I had Vince Williams over the 13 and a half. He scores 18, and I cash that ticket. So I'll be honest, I have no idea how this is happening. Once again, I watch college basketball. I'm a big college basketball fan, but yet the NBA is my best hot streak now in years on these prop bets. And I know it's a couple days past Valentine's Day, but NBA prop bets, I love you. You've been good to me. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for a great run here on the NBA prop bets. So, um, I might stop this podcast once the winning streak is over because the regression numbers right now out there are just flashing red. I'm due for a major pullback, but uh, this has been a fun run. I just want to say thank you again for all the support, even though I misspell and mispronounce 20% of the names out there. Some NBA fans are just rolling their eyes at me when they hear me butcher name after name after name, but uh, it's the numbers, I guess, that are working, not the eye test for me. So let's recap this winning streak real quick. Once again, 11 days, 51 and 20, 71.8%, up 25.1775 units. This is a heater for me. Oh boy. Yeah, it's a heater. I love it. It's enjoyable. And I hope you guys are enjoying it as well. Year to date numbers the prop bet unders are 72 and 44, 62.1% up 21.024 units. And for whatever reason, I like to measure point variance. I'm plus 136 points when betting the unders. Point prop, or excuse me. Wow, I can't even talk. 
My absolute best bets are 23 and 16, 58.9%, up 4.3594 units. Point variance there is 40.5 points. To the overs, I am 65 and 54, 54.6%, up 1.75823 units. Positive variance, 129.5 points to the good there on the overs. Now, the overwinning percentage is the weakest on the board, but the uh, units also are really low there, in part because I have to pay a tougher price. You can't seem to get a value to an over without having to pay the heavier juice. I'm playing way too many minus 120s, minus 125s to get to my numbers, but it's at least profitable. But uh, yeah, it's not nearly as profitable as betting the unders. The unders, I tend to get even money. I get more minus 105, even plus 105s out there. I rarely have to lay minus 138, and I did last night, of course, had to pay the heavy price, but that is an exception to the rule. Most of the unders have a fairly fair value compared to the overs, where I just don't think you get as good a value. Um, I guess a negative when it comes to my absolute best bets, I always said it was tough for me to select my absolute best play of the day. Well, here's case in point. The unders on average are hitting 62.1%. Me trying to pick the best under out of that bunch is only hitting at 58.9%. Yeah, so I'm underperforming the overall group. That's, uh, yeah, not the best, but hey, it's still profitable, but uh, not uh, not the best when you're considering the overall group is doing better than my absolute best bet. But a uh, couple fun facts here for you. My absolute best bet started the year 0-3. My over started 2-13. and Yeah, after a week, I was thinking, should I just stop this? This is embarrassing, but I'm glad that I stayed the course to experience a run like this. It has been very, very enjoyable, and that probably even makes it more enjoyable is I was so bad at it to start to have a run now like this on something that you're so bad at is very rewarding, and I'm enjoying the moment, and once again, hope you guys are as well. Now, I'm babbling. What can I learn from this? Probably nothing, but I will say this. Maybe you can teach an old dog new tricks. I've historically been bad at the NBA, but I gave up on the sport long before the prop bets went mainstream. So that should probably give everyone hope. If I can do it, you can do it. So if there's a sport that you stop betting based on historical performance, take another look at it. There's opportunity out there. There are angles that you can find that go, that can get you on a win streak. That's for sure. Then in the business world, they often say the riches are in the niches, and there's tons of different prop bet options on the board every night. Your niche may be something different than my niche, but right now I'm going to say my niche is going to be the prop bets uh, when it comes to the points, the player points. I'm not a PRI guy. I'm not going to three-pointers made per game. I'm not doing anything else. I'm just focusing and staying in a lane, staying in a niche, and saying I'm going to bet the points. That's what I want to try to get good at. That's going to be my specialty. Let's figure this out. Maybe that's helping me at least short-term anyway. Uh, Now, long-term, yeah, major regression could be coming, and I could be down 30 units by the time we talk about it next time. Um, I watch college basketball. I'm on a record with that. I just follow NBA stats. Uh, So maybe having more of a data-driven handicap versus the eye test is helping me. I'm not as stubborn. I'm not as entrenched with my handicaps. So in college basketball, Last night, I went against the computer numbers and backed Memphis at North Texas. The computer number said North Texas by five, but based on my eye test, I said Memphis plus one and a half was the play. No value, 
at all, I end up paying the price. I lose to the computer more than I beat the computer. So I think one of the things that I need to remember is you don't always need to go with the computer numbers, but I should try to avoid betting against them because most nights there's plenty of fish in the sea to select from from a gambling perspective, so I don't need to challenge the machine. If my regression numbers align or are neutral with the computer, play it. If not, stay away. That's what I should do, and I think I apply that more in the NBA than I do in college basketball right now. So as I reflect here, in part, I'm looking at what I'm doing right in the NBA, also at the same time trying to figure out what am I doing wrong in college basketball. Then looking forward, hey, Major League Baseball, 162-game schedule is right around the corner, so I've decided that I'm going to zone in on a couple prop types for the Major League Baseball season. So if you have any recommendations on what you think I should bet for Major League Baseball and try to get good at from a prop bet perspective, please reach out to me. I'd love to hear your thoughts. But uh, once again, this podcast, no content. It was uh, just basically here, once again, to talk for a few minutes, celebrate success. If you've been along for the ride, and I know many of you have, I appreciate all the DMs and the positivity out there. I know a few nights it did not look the best about halfway through. We thought the winning streak was going to come to an end, but somehow, some way, we've been able to cash the tickets, and we've kept the train going forward. And hopefully, when we come back from the All-Star break, we can win number 12 in a row, and then I can really, really celebrate success again. But uh, thank you guys for listening and supporting this podcast. It's greatly appreciated. I hope you enjoy all of the games this weekend, whatever they may be. Don't forget, I'm watching college baseball right now. I'm sweating out and under with Duke and Indiana. They're in the fifth inning. No score. And I have it at under 11 and a half. That's a good start. Let's hope we don't have those balloon innings coming up with crooked numbers shortly. But uh, so far, so good in college baseball. As always, everyone, manage that bankroll. Don't chase money. Have fun. And let's cash some tickets together. Good luck, everyone.